Hello, everybody. Welcome to Two Guys Five Movies. This is one of your co-host, Chris Gasper. This is Frank Pelicone. You are listening to episode 204 of the podcast, and tonight we continue our journey through the Saul universe, looking at Saul 2 and Saul 3 from 2005 and 2006. Franklin, how you feeling? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like this might be like an enjoyable episode in the long run, but um, wasn't enjoyable getting to this point. Yeah, I'll tell you that. Yeah, it was. It it's very well might have been a mistake. Like like the entire no, we, like, thing. We only got ten left to watch. I mean. Well, after this, we got seven left to watch, but I'm being facetious. By the time we finish watching them, six more will be out. <laughs> that's, 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 who knows? Who knows? So, Saul 2. Um, we do Wait, not. Let, have... let me tell you the worst thing about this fucking journey. Uh huh. I waited too long to watch Saw 3 again, and I had to fucking pay for that shit because it's not on Movie Sphere anymore. Mm. It's not streaming for free anywhere. So, I got to like. The Saw hey, movies, since we decided to do this back in like December or whatever, <clears throat> the Saw movies in the course of two months have been a shell game. Like they just keep moving. Like, you know, like you never, never know where they're going to be at. It's like the franchise is broken apart. Like, you know, like fucking spirals on this channel, like this streamer and these three movies are on this streamer and this one's free and then this one's no oh, it's awful it's i've been trying to keep track of it and it's just impossible my guess is that saw x is about to not about to like in the next whatever but at some point soon we'll be on a streaming service and that's where all the saw movies will end up yeah somebody will like you know throw the money for like two months to like put them all on that streamer yeah i mean halloween uh they were all on peacock um like peacock like took the took the leap this year in Halloween time and just yeah. got all the Saw movies. But yeah, after um after that, uh, yeah, it became a mess to like keep track of them. Because I think like Saw 1 is free right now on Prime, but like, and then like Saw something stupid, like 7 is on Prime or some shit, and then it's like everything else is like pay. Um, So yeah, I have no idea where we'll end up over the course of like the next like couple months, but yeah. hopefully you're right. I'm I'm kind of banking on that. Um, I'm assuming X comes out probably next month, is my guess, but <clears throat> in March. So where we ended, where we ended off with Saw One is the reveal of Jigsaw. So we get to see like Tobin Bell for eight seconds, I guess. Um, like, yes, yes, that that's, that's it's a good voice, isn't it? Um, so he reveals himself like Carrie Elwes is uh fucking crawling crawling with one of his legs cut off like to go get help. Um and then we pick up with Saul too and um we don't really get any closure there. Um with that uh doctor character. Um I've told you why this is, correct? Because Cariolas was like super pissed at the way he got treated or something. Yeah. So I mean, like the filmmaking process was what it was. It was a tough shoot for him, but um he was supposed to 
end up getting some back end money if it made over like a certain amount. And for some reason, Monica Potter and Danny Glover like get their money. Um, like Potter like ended up receiving another two hundred and fifty thousand dollars off of it. Like, um, it's un unknown like how much uh, Glover ended up getting. Uh, but yeah, so Ellis uh, sues them. Um. Uh, for five hundred thousand dollars, um, in damages, and um, uh, it ends up being it ends up, I guess, like a really big falling out between him and the producers, much more so than Juan and uh, what Lee Wannell, um, the the creators of the movie, um, and Elvis, like you know, basically wants nothing to do with them ever again, um. So yeah, so that's pretty much like for now the end of uh Carrie Elwes, um in the Saw movies. Um he does end up like settling and getting some kind of money um out of it, but yeah. Um he ended up total after all of this like um he made $2500 for the movie initially for his salary and he received after settlement he received an additional $53,000. God damn. Um, yeah. Well, um, probably the person who is most remembered for that for Saul as an actor um, and ends up making probably like the least out of any of the, the major stars. Um, <clears throat> it's funny because in Saul 3, like they carefully edit around his existence um, yes. in a flashback sequence. They do. I actually completely forgot about the whole falling out. Like while I was watching that sequence, I was thinking like, man, like. Why the fuck didn't they show like Harry Elwes here? But yeah, that that does make sense. Yeah, they probably would have had to like pay him five dollars or something to show like a photo. Um, I'm sure at that point it was probably they weren't even allowed to use his likeness right. or whatever. So sure. Yeah, so that's why we don't get um. I I already forgot his name. Um, that character. Oh, uh, Lawrence. Um, Lawrence Gordon. Lawrence Gordon. Something. Yeah, there you go, Lawrence Gordon. Um, so yeah, that's why Dr. we don't Lawrence get Gordon, any Doctor Lawrence Gordon. Yes, he's uh -huh. a certain. <laughs> So as we start Saul 2, we have another um, protagonist, I suppose, um, in Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah. Um, so this movie stars Donnie Wahlberg, uh, Dina Meyer, Tobin Bell is Jigsaw, of course. Eric uh, Nunson, Shawnee Smith returns, uh, Beverly Mitchell, Gwen Palmer, Frankie G are all newscast members. Uh, turnaround's pretty quick on this, 2005, like it's out the next year. Um, but we do have a new director um, of these, and we will be following this director um, for these two movies and for next month. Um, and Darren Lynn Bossman. Um, what is your familiarity with Darren Lynn Bossman? I've watched Saws 1, and 2, and 3. That's it? Sure? I don't know. What else. None. Uh, I think we have... I had no desire to look this man up for anything, so... Okay, well, don't worry. Don't worry. Um, I got you. <laughs> Repo the Genetic Opera. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah, I do like that movie, actually. Okay. That's considered, like, his best movie by a lot of people. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a nice little, like, I don't know, tongue-in-cheek, like, cult movie. Yeah, the Mother's Day remake in 2010. Uh, yeah, that's not very good. Did a movie called 11-11-11. Oh, man, that movie's awful. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that's him. That's hilarious. Mm -hmm. Then he does some things that um he does the movie called The Devil Devil's Carnival. Um I I've never seen it. Uh 
which has a slight, very slight cult status. He does the Barons after that, also has a very slight cult status. Some sort of Devil's Carnival type sequel. Then he does a movie called Abattoir in the same year, which I have I have seen that. God awful. God awful. One of the worst, and he writes it too, and it's one of the worst written movies I've, like, dialogue wise and acting wise, like, horror movies I've seen. It, like, stuck with me. It was so bad. Um, really awful. Yeah. And then, la- and then these other ones, St. Ag- Agatha, I think I did watch actually. Um, even though I hate none type shit, but, um, pretty sure I threw that on during COVID at one point. And Death of Me, I have not seen. It's a Maggie Q. Um, mm. 2020. Have I seen that? Um, oh, I have seen that. Yes, we, I think, I, did you not watch this? This is an, they're, they're, it's an American couple, Death of Me. It's Maggie Q and Luke Hemsworth. Um, it's an American couple vacationing in Thailand, and they wake up with like no recollection of any of the events, and they like ended up having to watch this video from the night before showing one of them killing the other, and it's some kind of like mind fuck shit. No, I did not see that no? movie. Okay, I don't believe I'd like to. And then he does a movie this year called the uh, that came out uh 2023 sorry called the cello um which is a saudi arabian horror film uh so he's getting that saudi money now um uh, which i have not seen and i think i've heard mixed things about um in terms of reviews uh so yeah uh have you ever seen darren lombosman uh just now when i looked him up and saw a picture of him Mm. are you looking at like gray Bossman, or are you looking at like young Bossman? He was, he looks like Bro Bossman. I don't know. He always looks like Bro Bossman, but um, He's wearing a hat and uh, like cut off hoodie or something. I don't, I don't know. Okay, he didn't, he, he didn't look too impressive. It, I guess so. I was just, yeah. I just glanced at it on Wiki. Um, this guy has a really hateable look to him. Um, and uh, but uh, he's an artist. Um, like he 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 takes himself very seriously as an artist, and and he uh, and he's about experience. Um, besides the movies that he makes, um, often like getting a lot of like you know like his own control over everything. Um, he also does immersive experiences in L.A., um, which have some cult status to them as well. Um which start as kind of ARGs and build up over the course of like a year. And then they have like some kind of ridiculous warehouse where like ridiculously sized warehouse that they basically, it's like Saul kind of like where it's like people like there's all these people like on computers and like watching the people and they create this experience with actors where like a person goes in and continues the ARG like in real life and the actors uh switch up and improvise based off the decisions of the person who's like playing the game or whatever so it's like some sort of like the game type thing um but he's really into those as well um that sounds fascinating he because he, he's making he wants people to have experiences um yeah so he has he's had four of them so far tension lust adrenaline and nefarious yeah um it's like lucas naming um characters in the star wars <laughs> yeah they're all sith lords uh 
dark, dark tension. Right. Um, dark, dark nefarious. That actually is <laughs> General Nefarious. Right. right. General Grievous's brother. Right. Woof. Yeah. Um. God, don't give him any ideas. Right. So, um, he's he's a character. Um, he's a character. He ends up as a part of this universe because when Saul is so successful, um, they start like, you know, thinking about like how they could like basically make a sequel. The producers do, um, Juan's like not too high on it. He'll produce it, but doesn't really want to be involved with it. Uh, but it comes across somebody's desk, the script called the desperates, um, which is, uh, reminds them very much of Saul. It's a original written by Bossman and, um, he was getting ready to go into a deal with the studio. They tell him to call it off and they basically pay him for the script and bring him into the direct, um, the desperates and basically change it just enough with Lee Wannell's help to turn it into Saul two. Um, so basically all the elements of Saul two with the anecdote room and the get nerve gas, like house and all that kind of stuff was like the core with some of those traps was, is the core of, the desperates um and they like fit jigsaw and all that kind of stuff like into the script um through revision uh so he pretty much is like handed the keys at that point to uh the saw universe for a few years um boy does he run with it he does he does um he'll tell you he runs with it too um so so yeah so that's where we're at like in terms of like getting to saw 2 um like all the original producers are still involved and they see it as a um kind of the goose that lays the golden egg um over the course of the next few years because they just keep making money um and they ain't uh, wrong yeah yeah um so that's where we're at um so saw two <clears throat> yeah this is uh finds uh what a group of like i can't remember how many of them are there are but like you know a group of uh, strangers wake up in like a, a booby-trapped house um the they've all been poisoned and they have to find anecdotes anecdotes um like throughout the house um while that's going on we have our introduction to detective eric matthews mm. fantastic name um so original uh, he has a son, Daniel, who ends up being one of the victims that's like trapped in the house. Um, I was just spoiling shit, huh? Nothing. I'm just kidding. Who cares? Um, and uh, we find out in this movie that Jigsaw uh, is dying from cancer. Um, and his like, you know, and Eric Matthews has been after Jigsaw. Like, you know, he's like a cop on the edge. Like, oh my god, so such a stereotypical character. Um. Son hates him. They're divorced. He's divorced, right? Like, you know, he has what abuse claims against him? Uh abuse and planning evidence. Planning evidence, right. So he's like a corrupt cop on top of it. Um and um He's not it, so corrupt as much as unscrupulous. Mm. I don't think there's like necessarily claims that he's like stealing or anything, but he definitely breaks the law to get convictions. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I don't mean to derail by defending by defending Eric, Eric Matthews. Um I think I think there's a little bit of corruption there to plan evidence. Um, maybe I don't know, whatever. 
I think it's, I think it's borderline border borderline. Okay, borderline corruption. Sure. Um. Uh. So yeah. So anyway, uh, this this finds it's like you know Jigsaw like wants to play a game with Detective Matthews and like they have like a bunch of deep philosophical uh, conversations and um ultimately by the end like you know these idiots through the house like go one by one trying to like you know play different games to get an antidote to stop the poison running through their veins and nerve nerve poison nerve poison yeah yeah toxic um, i don't know if we ever find out how he gets that do we what do you mean the nerve poison yeah how's jigsaw doing? whatever jigsaw is by far the smartest and most resourceful man that's ever existed in life so you don't question where Jigsaw got the poison because he just right. got it. Because he's a fucking death philosopher or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, well, the the ending, I mean, whatever. I'm assuming people have seen these movies. Um, so, anyway, by the end, you find out that the whole thing is like this test. Of, like, a lot of it's like a test of Eric Matthews, the cop, and, you know, <clears throat> whether he can actually have a conversation and, you know... Um, but he fails and you know yes. that uh, of course and he ends up getting captured it's revealed in the house that um amanda who was in the first movie as uh someone who survived one of jigsaw's trap had become his disciple um she ends up like taking eric matthew's son um and like hiding him away so he's safe um you know but then uh, this movie god um, but yeah, most every, everybody else dies, um, out of the game, like in the house, um, through one devious trap or another. All just terrible people though. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I mean, yeah. by very, in varying degrees. Varying degrees. Yes. Um, which is ultimately a problem with this whole series is like, it's always like people that you can't really like sympathize with too much. Um, <clears throat> So what are your what are your thoughts on Saw? So we saw 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 two back in two thousand five in the theater. We did, and I had not watched it again until whatever December or something like that. Um, the first time. Uh, what did you think back then, and has it changed at all since you watched it this time? Around? I mean, I it back then I thought it was terrible. Yeah, I also did not enjoy Saw, so no idea why we except for we were watching everything. So sure. Why wouldn't we watch Saw 2? Yeah. Um, it's not a good movie. <laughs> I don't know. Like, the basic conceit is such a fucking, like, edgelord, like, neckbeard thing of this guy that's going to show you what it means to live by pushing you to the edge of death. And it's like, these fucking like anti Chad revenge fantasies all over the place of you know, oh here's a guy he was he's a bully and he's like mean and he's gonna get his comeuppance and Yeah. I don't know, like all that shit. It's just so lame. And like it's not even like morality play because most people aren't you know what it would be like it'd be like Here's a man that has to steal to feed his family, and you put him in some kind of trap that, whatever. I don't know. I mean, I hate to even like reconsider these movies. I think the whole premise of them is atrocious. But 
maybe that's like something where there's a guy that's done bad things but is a good person right Mm -hmm. but like almost all these people are people that are just bad people that have done bad things right and do bad things and then are put in an almost unwinnable situation where they eventually just die you know right so this this is going to be maybe maybe this is a really bad comparison and it's not one i would normally make isn't that the horror of the story of job right is that like job is like a good person and these awful things happen to him or fucking oedipus you know not sure. no, um, that's a, not a, yeah um what's his name? Uh, not Odysseus. Uh, 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 Ulysses, like, or... no, not even Ulysses. That's not what I'm thinking. The guy that was the fucking turns around and sees Eurydice, like, and fucking, oh, yeah, he, he's another one that starts with an O. He's the fucking um, player that gets ripped apart by the earrings. Like, I can remember all that shit, but I can't remember Orpheus. It's Orpheus. Orpheus. Yep, you got it. Um, that's that kind of shit, you know what I mean? Like, a person yeah. that does the thing they're not supposed to do but does it for the right reasons but then has this terrible punishment inflicted upon right. sure there we'll talk about this when we get to saw three there's like a couple of characters that while not likable are at least like human mm-hmm. and they still just fucking die like that's like no point in anything and what point is he proven? Like, I don't know. I, I right. hate. It's mind boggling to me how popular these movies are. And I, I wish that that was a thing that we could like. Maybe we'll find it by the end. Like get to the core of like why. The generation after us loves these movies so much because they're so. Hackneyed and poorly written and they're not even like cool and the deaths are just. I mean, it's just like rusty, rusty fucking metal shit. Like, is like every trap. It's like, oh, here's the bear trap, and it's rusty. Here's some fucking rusty shotgun. What I don't know. Fuck it. What was your question? I think you answered it. Whatever it was. Uh, um. Oh, uh, as that changed over time, um, it sounds like it's deepened. <laughs> Um, your your dislike for the movie. <laughs> the second one, uh, I've only watched the three. I'm watching them. Yeah, like, yeah. Before we do the episode now, mm-hmm. just so fresh in my my brain. But I think the I think the second one is the one I hate the least. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. Because the first one is so much wasted potential. And I think that's what makes me mad about that movie. And then the third one we'll get into, which is yeah, fucking cluster. So the second one, so I actually like some of the stuff in the second one. Rewatching it and in, in, in maybe like, I guess two of the traps I like. Um, so let's just go through that real quick. So um, I think the idea of them like waking up in the. Uh, the nerve gas house is fine. Like, right. It's kind of an interesting, like pre escape room, escape room. Yeah. Thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think like, uh, taking the elements from the first one has like some escape room type stuff and like deepening that with more people 
bigger space um, is interesting. I think the nerve gas and the antidote shit is stupid um, overall, but I like the idea that there's these traps inside of this bigger house and there's these games and the shit they basically got to play. Like, I don't mind the premise of that whatsoever. Um, I just don't know how Jigsaw's going to nerve gas and whatever. Um, who knows? And building a house within a house that no one can find. But anyway. <laughs> right. Right. Um, well, he was MTV's villain of the year, you know. Um, Jigsaw. So did he did he get a little fucking popcorn spaceman? I'm sure he did. I should fuck. I should I should have looked that up and found a video of it. Um and that's the thing, is I don't I don't want to shit too much on Tobin Bell because I think he's a good dude. And I actually it's one of the things I like in this movie. Um sure. is is him. Uh so the needle pit I actually like. Um yeah, I, it, it's fine. Yeah, like it's 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 kind of sickening in like a real life way. Yeah. Um and I like overall I like the razor box, which is um when she inserts her hands to reach for the antidote. Um and but then can't pull them back through, um unless she's like cutting herself like that's really horrific to me, um in a simple way. Um, what about the furnace? What do you think about the furnace trap? I think that one's pretty good actually. Yeah. Um, that reminds me of something from like maybe people under the stairs or something like that. Mm. Um, which I guess is probably the inspiration from that scene in that movie. Right. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily like super inventive, but it's fine and it's 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 pretty well executed, like that death. Right. So then there's the Magnum eye hole trap. That's just dumb. That's like a wily yeah. kite trap. Or <laughs> fucking Tom and Jerry. Uh, yes, it's very. It's true. funny. Yeah. So th- th- that's what I want you to do. I want you to give me the name and don't tell me what the trap is and see if I can deduce exactly. Okay. But Magnum I hope that one's pretty easy. Yeah. Uh the death mask. Do you remember this trap? Uh I don't know. What happens to this that? This is one? this is actually at the very, very beginning of the movie. Like, um, and it might even almost be like a flashback. This is like some kind of Silent Hill bullshit where he has like this thing like over his head on his shoulders, like this big metal thing. And it's like there's a front and a back back to the mask. So here, hold on. Let me just share my screen. It'll be easier for you to like see this. Um, So I love to relive Saw moments. It's it's this thing right here. Do you see it? Oh yeah, but I don't remember what the purpose of it was. Um, I think it was like a rando in the beginning. Um uh Michael Michael Marks is the character's name. Uh yeah, I think it's just like one of the random ones where it's like fucking Eric Matthews that investigated or some shit. Um, and they like show you through poorly edited flashback, um, you know. Uh, his his struggle or his imagined struggle or something like that. But yeah, basically it's like, you know, the two halves of the mask have spikes in them and they just close around his head um, and kill him. Yeah, I do remember that. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's just an Iron Maiden, right? So like, that's not yeah. very... Yeah, it's not, it's not, I, I, I hate, I, God, I hate, those are the things I hate the most is like all those like, fucking collars and 
I it's I hate those things so much. Like they're I don't even know how to describe them. Why I dislike them so much. All this stuff, yeah. Anything that's like a collar with like a mechanism is just the same goddamn trap. So yeah, yeah. I'm not interested in any of that shit. Then there's the electrified staircase. Uh, is that really a trap? It's it's considered a trap. I don't know. I mean, that's whatever. It's a secure. Is well, it's it's kind of like the shotgun trap from the first movie. It's considered it's a security device trap, but it's still considered a trap. Yeah, I mean, to me, that's just like another fucking Scooby Doo. Right. Um and that's it in this movie. Like, um that's 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 all the traps, except for Eric's test is considered a trap. Um, where Eric Matthews um completely fails by just being an idiot and a dick. Yes, yes. Um so I liked a couple of the traps in this. Maybe I did like this one the best overall, Jesus. Um I hate the characters in this. Like, absolutely despise them. Like, Frankie G, who's, like, the uh, stereotype of, like, some sort of, like, asshole, like, gangsta character in 2005, um, is just the worst. Like, one of the worst characters. Except has one of the funniest moments where he throws her, the woman, whatever, Shawnee Smith, into the... (laughs) Yeah, into the, the needle trap. Yeah. Makes me laugh every time. <laughs> um, Eric Matthews. Uh, so, another thing that I actually like, I'm fine with. I don't think it's great. I don't even think it's good. But like the, er, I like Tobin Bell. Like and like his acting. Like overall in this, even if I don't always like his dialogue and stuff. Like, um, I like the idea that the villain is like sitting there and is like, what the fuck are you going to do? Like, why don't you have a conversation with me? Talk to me. Um, I like that whole idea. And I like kind of the way that it plays out. I mean, it's laughable the way it plays out, but it's funny. Like by the end, like, I don't think it's a bad idea. And then it's like still kind of enjoyable because Eric Matthews is like you said, fucking moron. What do you think of uh, Wahlberg in this? I think it's a constipated performance. Yeah. Like, he always looks like he's got some shit that's about to bubble out of him somewhere. Um, Again, I the problem is that all these characters are so fucking dumb. Like, and he's not a good character. Like, it's not a good character. Like, not a good person. Mm-hmm. So it's just really difficult to, like, watch him. And he, again, like, everybody always looks like they're going to cry in the Saw movies. I guess maybe they know what their ultimate fate is, but they just like I don't know. He just he he really annoys the shit out of me here. Mm. I don't know that he's that he's not like a bad actor or anything. Um, but it's a bad performance and it's a bad character and I don't know. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, he's awful. I don't even think it's worth talking about. Like most of the uh, randos, right? Like you know, like Beverly Mitchell like shows up for this like for some reason, for this eight minutes of screen time, ultimately, um, which is weird. Glenn Plummer comes out of nowhere after, like, nine years from his, like, you know, little roles in speed and stuff like that, and, um, and he's fine, but it's like these, these, the characters don't matter in the house, except for, like, the 
ultimately the two that do um like it's just uh fodder to kill off um, that's, why, that's why that's why these movies are so dumb because like nothing matters hmm. i mean it's supposed to matter and it's supposed to build like this compelling narrative and i really probably think that these assholes thought that this was gonna be like some grand trilogy Mm-hmm. Um, but who like who fucking cares? It's just dumb. It's a bunch of dumb people getting murdered in dumb ways. Uh, right. Yeah. But I so, did enjoy this one more than three. So. <laughs> oh, we got something to look forward to here, and shortly. Uh, what do you think about the twist? So the, the the twist in the first one is that you know Jigsaw's been in the room the entire time, and like blah blah, like you know. What do you think about the twist? in this movie. So I get I, I, I suppose there's two twists, right? It's a it's a one two punch of twists in one that Eric Matthews son that game was actually recorded and being played back. So it was actually days ago that that game was played and his son's been safe the entire time. Um so Jigsaw like was like tricking Eric Matthews, right? Um the entire time. <clears throat> And then the other big twist is that uh, Amanda is his disciple, like now. So that's actually, I think, the reason why I like this movie the most out of all of them. Mm -hmm. Because it's the thing that, it's the one time where if, if, if he just would have been calm and normal, he would have just saved his kid and nothing would have happened despite like all of his terribleness, right? Mm -hmm. Like all the bad things happen because he's an asshole basically and he's mm-hmm. getting what he deserves which i don't know i feel like that's always always the way but at least in this case um i don't at least in this case like it makes sense that there's like actually some retribution and that the game was like imminently cuz that, that so that's the thing about the first movie and about this movie that's the thing about the first movie and the third movie that I hate the most, and what actually makes me like about this movie a little more, and I use the word like very loosely, um, there should always be some, like, secret trick that gets you out of it, right? Like, if you're willing to let something go or change something about yourself or consider things a different way mm-hmm. that you can, like, escape his trap and he's an honorable man and he'll let you go right right and so that's what this is like stop being this callous alpha male like dick cop who solves every problem with his fist yeah i don't know either siri um who solves every problem with his fists and just be like a human being who cares about his kid and listen and you know you you solve the puzzle you escape the trap and then, like, the other two movies that we've watched so far, one and three, that's not the case. Like, one, no matter what you think about it, it's pretty much unwinnable. Like, it's random circumstance that would have allowed them to survive. And three, which we'll get to, it just doesn't make any sense at all. It's the most, like, fucking masturbatory torture porn, like, of all time. I'm trying to pretend like there's some deep philosophical whatever. So then say this, the, if if Eric's test is considered a trap, is Eric's test the best trap so far? It's the most interesting one. 
Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I don't know if best is the right one because, again, I think the furnace trap is pretty cool. And Mm -hmm. from like a entertainment standpoint, there are other ones that I think are quote unquote better. But I think it's the one that makes the most sense from the perspective of Jigsaw truly being the character that they want you to think that he is, which is the, you know, I don't even know how to say it like righteous vengeance kind of or whatever or mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. guy that's like showing you your inside or something i don't know what do you th- so this idea that like jigsaw has cancer why would like so so we find out in what the first movie right that it's like he gets into a car accident and then do we find out he has cancer then i can't remember in those flashbacks we don't uh, right uh, no he's that's a new something Right, but, well, he gets into his car accident, right? And then, like, you know, that's when he has the revelation, like, you know, oh, I'm so thankful to be alive or whatever, and starts wanting to have everybody else have that revelation. Um, Why would you write, if you want to continue these movies potentially, why would you write in the idea that he has cancer? I honestly think that they were trying to make it a trilogy. Right, and you think they just kept making money, and it's like you know. Oh yeah, I think it made so much money, and people like to keep going. Got to keep going. Right. Um, You know that the the tenth movie, or X, I don't know if it's the tenth movie, but it's a prequel. The the one that's called X is about him like trying to cure his cancer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not to spoil anything that's going to happen in a couple months. Oh, I mean. Um, yeah, it's like a, it's kind of like more delving into X is more about delving into the Jigsaw origin story, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he'll, you know, uh, almost 20 years later, I'm sure he's looking real young. Um, he looks exactly the same. It's really mm. <laughs> funny. Um, uh, so yeah, the more we talk about it, ugh, geez. I guess this might be the best of of the three, um, from just a pure watchability um, point of view. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've I think I've made that decision just in talking about it. That I also I think this is the most watchable out of the three, and I don't know if I would have thought that going in. I mean, it's just the one that that clings the closest to the conceit of what the movies are supposed to be, in my opinion. Yeah. So. Plus, you have like the two. Well, I mean, I guess three has two different stories going on, but it's like you have the two different stories, and both of them are just, just enough. And maybe like the way that they pace those stories was just enough to keep it wa- more watchable. Yeah, and um, the, the the twist is fine. The twist yeah. is what it needs to be, and it sure believable yeah. enough, I guess. And you, you, the first time you see, it, like, oh, that's crazy or whatever. I don't know. Right. All right. Oh. So moving on to Saw 3 then. Uh released uh exactly one year later from Saw 2. Um, same day. Uh, also directed by Bossman. Uh Lee Wannell comes back and actually writes this entire screenplay. Lucky uh, and then Tobin Bell, Shawnee Smith, uh both reprise their roles. Um Dina Meyer briefly, um, for the first like 15 minutes, comes back as Detective Eric Matthews, former love 
affair partner and co-worker um yeah. appears for 15 minutes and then our new characters are um angus mcfadden um most people probably i'm assuming know him from braveheart as robert the bruce um and then um bahar sumek uh plays dr lynn denlin um in this movie um so this follows uh kind of like a continuation of like you know uh jigsaw and amanda's like you know games where denlin is brought in as a doctor brain surgeon to try to keep jigsaw alive as he's his cancer is getting worse um and amanda's basically it becomes like a kind of like a what a like a one room drama type thing with like the three of them for most of the movie amanda jigsaw and the doctor as um and what God, what is it they put a ne- all right they put a collar trap on her too right mm, you know? her. they were just a shotgun collar that yeah jigsaw's heart stops or right. she gets too far away right will explode and blow up her head yeah and then meanwhile we have jeff going on a, a simultaneous story um he's a grieving father who's lost his son in a hit and run accident um Worst scene in one in one of the worst scenes in cinematic history, by the way. I want to stop you here uh-huh. because when you're introduced to Jeff and he's pointing a gun at somebody and talking about how they should die and it's all your fault and you should die. It's the worst emoting I've ever seen. It's like, why did Shakespeare even live? You know, I like the, I don't know. Fucking awful. But anyway, go ahead. Um. So yeah. So anyway, um, he has to go through like you know his tests, and all of his tests are um, uh, what like the judge that uh, no, it's the the woman that witnessed the hit and run that killed his son and right. never testified. Right. The judge that gave the later sentence to the man that killed his son mm-hmm. and the man who killed his son. Right. So he ends up going through like all these different kind of like tests, traps. Um, and the and the thing is is all those people are kind of in the traps and Jeff needs to basically like forgive them and like try to rescue them. Um, so he's trying to force Jeff into forgiveness, those traps, um, to save their lives. Right. And um it all comes together kind of like in this like, you know, I guess like shocking ending where uh, well, I guess I should also mention about how Amanda has been creating traps that have no escape to them, which is against the uh, Jigsaw ethos. Yes. And so it all kind of culminates as Jeff kind of ends up coming into the room in this kind of farcical, um, like, like Mexican standoff type thing where, like, when he enters the room, like... Uh, does he have a gun at that point? Yes. Yeah, he has a gun, and he sh- he shoots Amanda, and Amanda shoots the doctor, um, the female yeah. doctor, and then no, Amanda's already shot the female doctor, which causes Jeff to shoot him. Okay, Amanda. right. And You're... at this point, you learn that like they're the the doctor and Jeff are married. Wife. Yeah. Yes. Right. He cheated on him. So here's what I think. I think that you're supposed to forget about 
Lawrence Gordon and his girlfriend in the first movie. Yes. And think that is what's happening with her. That that's the man that she cheated on Jeff with. So I say that right, yeah. The man that yeah. she had an affair with. Right. Um that caused Jeff to be alone and then you're really glossing over a lot of like what they consider to be super deep and complex things happening in this movie too. Like, first of all, I think it's really important to point out that Jeff, after he allows the, so Jeff initially just, Jeff lets everybody die basically by standing there, wringing his hands and making these fucking, he looks like a fucking like Shih Tzu dog or something, making these like weird wet faces and like agonizing over his choice. But then he ends up like trying to save the first woman, the eyewitness woman. Mm -hmm. And then he does save the judge and he tries to save the guy that killed his kid. So Mm -hmm. like, right. Ultimately Jeff has passed all of Jigsaw's tests and shown that he's capable of forgiveness. So I think that's a really important point. Because it completely like is invalidated by the end of the fucking movie, right? Well, and, well but well, is it? I mean, because Jigsaw, like when he sees that Amanda's going to, like when she's going to shoot the doctor, he tells her not to, because he doesn't want to like turn it into like basically like this like bloodbath type thing because Jeff passed, right? Well, no, he's anticipated that that would happen. Mm. Oh, that's Jigsaw, right. Yeah. Yeah. Jigsaw knew all those things were going right. to happen. That's why he wrote the letter and mm-hmm. he leaves the letter for Amanda to read. Right. And yeah. All these things were because he, he sees it all because right. he's the smartest guy ever. Right. Yeah. yeah. So Jeff bursts in and that causes Amanda to shoot the doctor, Lynn. And then Jeff shoots Amanda, and then Jigsaw's like, you can save your wife, you know, you just have to forgive me. And Jeff's like, I forgive you, and then picks up a skills off and, like, swings it at Jigsaw and, like, perfectly cuts, like, this triangle of flesh out of his neck that causes him to bleed to death without um, cutting his vocal cords so he can still emote for five minutes about what a mistake Jeff made and how he had everything and he threw it away and right they we have your daughter still I don't know it's all fucking garbage I hate it <laughs> um I because don't none of it makes any sense like <laughs> look I'm not gonna whatever I mean it's poorly written so there's not even really any point in analyzing it but if we're gonna try the Amanda character doesn't make any sense to go crazy and fucking become this like jealous lover of him. I mean, that's not like the whole point. The point is that he saved her and she's carrying on his thing of like saving other people, but then she's murdering other people because she's a lunatic all of a sudden. So, I mean, that's like really stupid character development. He doesn't make Yeah, you don't it's never really given motivation of why Amanda starts suddenly murdering people. No, it's because she's in love with them and she doesn't want anyone else to have them. That's what it is. But I mean they show it in like everything you have is mine. I know. I I don't know, whatever. It's it's some (laughs) fucking 
weird ass um psychosexual thing that like again you know what it is it's these fucking neckbeard james Wan, and what's what's this asshole's name again i keep forgetting. Dar- darren lynn darren lynn bossman yeah darren bossman went to full sale university man right well that's where all the neckbeards go these fucking loser goddamn incels that like are trying to like put themselves in this position where like i'm so deep and thoughtful and like I see the horror of the world, but I can save you. Oh, everything I have is yours. Like, fuck you, man. This is stupid goddamn masturbatory bullshit that some guy thinks about when he's like, I don't know, got fucking picked on by the football team and he's sitting there like crying in bed. You're like, oh, I knew what I would do. Like, I'd teach them all a lesson, blah, blah, blah. That's a f- f- fucking fucking Saw movies. So goddamn lame. Darren Lynn ba- Bossman uh, thought this movie was uh, the most interesting of the two that he had done um, so far. Um, he says because the traps aren't just physical, they're emotional traps. Oh, right. Or we're, um, I was emotionally trapped too, Darren Lynn th- Bossman. He said, I think everyone is used to seeing these blood violence gore traps. But believe me when I say... We have tons of blood and violence, but the emotional aspect of the characters, that's what interests me more. You read this quote to me August, <laughs> uh-huh. months ago, and it made me angry then, and it uh-huh. makes me angrier now. Yeah, yeah. Um, good, good. Um, <clears throat> where are the traps at? So, the traps in this thing. I actually wouldn't have minded this movie. It's just been the three: the Doctor, Amanda, and Jigsaw, and that's it. The problem is, I don't think it works if it's only those three. I no. think I think this movie works fine if you have a different actor in Jeff's role and you change the ending of it. I mean, I know that they're again they're trying to be like these fucking. I don't even know what the word I'm looking for is like edge lords, like oh everything's grim dark and there's no hope. <laughs> Jeff should have like fucking saved her at the end, you right. know? And yes, I don't know, whatever. Yes. Like that's because then Jigsaw's like actual mission is a success because the guy like got away. Like he's he's effectively replaced Amanda with Jeff at that point because Amanda failed in his you know. Right. His mission because she couldn't overcome her own like emotions, whereas Jeff was able to let go of like five years of sadness or whatever the fuck, however long this goddamn kid's been dead. Yeah. And then it makes more sense, and then it's interesting, and then then you take and Jeff is your pro antagonist or whatever, and protagonist, like for the next movie, right? Yeah. And like that sets it up, and because Jigsaw you can keep him alive or you can have him die or whatever. Like maybe it's even Jeff and Lynn and Jigsaw or whatever. I don't know. But instead you just like, I really can't wait to see what happens in these next movies. What about that? What about that death? By the way, that Jigsaw death. Oh my God. It's so dumb. Why? Number one, again, he's got his throat cut and he talks for like three minutes. You had the chance to have everything, and now you have nothing. And 
my death will only say, you know, blah, 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 shut the fuck up. Like, you just got your throat cut, and you're an old man with goddamn cancer who just had brain surgery. You probably just need to fucking die. Why does he sound like Lemmy? Like, what, what? Time play the game. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? They should have poured water in his mouth and let him spit it out all over the place. <laughs> and give him a sledgehammer. <laughs> I fucking jigsaw each. Um, whatever. I'll, I'll, I'm standing by. I think if it had just been the three of them, there's ways to write it that it would have been better. But <clears throat> that's fine. I mean, it's you know, you're fucking dressing up a turd one way or the other, but right. Yeah, let's 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 do the traps. Traps? Okay, the classroom trap. Oh, ridiculous. It made me so mad. And mm, I understand okay. that the whole point of the classroom trap is to like illustrate that she was never letting anyone like live. Sure. But number one, I've seen a man called horse, so I've like when fucking Strangeland or whatever that goddamn D Snyder horror movie's called. Mm. So you're fucking hooks in people's skin. They ain't nothing. Like it's just boring. And then like it's not even clever. Like he just has to rip them out. Like what, what the fuck? Like why is he doing them one at a time? <laughs> like it's gonna hurt no matter what. Just do like three or four at a time. Like kick your legs and move your arms, and then you're like eighty percent of the way there. You fucking moron. I'll tell you the best part about this movie is the opening of it when they have um uh what's his name? Wahlberg is in the original saw room. Oh right. Yeah. And it's actually like I remember when you and I talked about this. The original, like Saw One has the most potential and just falls short in so many ways. But, like, the way that that scene is filmed is exactly the way Saw 1 should have been filmed. It's mm-hmm. very claustrophobic. It's dark. You don't get to see much. I don't know. It's, it's like, it's the way that it should be, and it's fine right. doing it that way. And But we I never mean, get strict resolution about Eric Matthews, right, from that opening scene? Like, no, they go back to it. He he no, oh, it's 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 in this he um he tried to kill Amanda and she ends up um Where we don't actually see a death is what I'm saying though, right? Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's implied that she killed him. Yes, agreed. But yeah, yeah, I I don't know what's coming, man. Seriously. Like, um, I know that I, I know enough to know that I don't see his name in a credits anywhere of anything, but I mean coming up but who knows we can get some 2026 Wahlberg or some shit who knows mm, I hope so um yeah the classroom trap is uh one of those type of things that I hate it's um, dumb yeah uh this is definitely uh somebody trying to I don't know yeah, some kind of like neck beard shit here. The 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 angel trap. So this is another one that's just it's it's dumb. Like it's so convoluted. Yes. Oh, you gotta grab the key that's gonna dissolve inside this acid. Uh-huh. 
that I've got perfectly timed for when you woke up and the ass is going to last for one minute and then you get the key. Mm-hmm. Right. And then if you get the key, you can unlock your thing and then your ribs will explode. And it's like, the whole point is just to have like, the whole point of that trap is to have the shot of her with her arms up around the chains, looking like she's like some kind of Jesus Christ pose mm-hmm. or like fallen angel or something. Right. Yeah. And the problem is, is she's one of the only characters that's like believable as a human being in the whole series so far. Mm. Mm. Well, that's her that's around. another thing too. Is they should have left her alive as like the person that's actually trying to like understand and catch Jigsaw, and not just being a dick like fucking Eric Matthews was. But I guess her sin is that she fucked Eric Matthews when he was married, and right. No, a neckbeard can't understand adultery because a woman should be pure and chaste, so. <laughs> right, yes. Uh, the shotgun collar. How do you feel about that one? It's boring. I mean, yes. it's the same thing as anything else. I'll tell you what, though. The end of the movie, when her face is blown off by the shotgun collar, is like the best looking thing in the entire movie. Hmm. Uh, Jeff's trial is considered a trap, like the overall trial. So I don't know if like that, I guess that incorporates like all three mini traps plus, plus, plus the, the crate on top of the plus the, yeah, plus the final plus. it's, Oh, that's called Jeff's final test. Like, so, so it is, uh, so inside of Jeff's trial is the freezer room. Yeah. How do you feel about the freezer room trap? Um, I think that's actually pretty inventive. Yeah. Um, and it's something that you can relate to, like, as you know, just like a living person, like how painful that would be and how awful that would be to sure. feel. Yep. So I, I actually think that's really effective and well done. The pig vat. Um, it's just so excessive. Like, I don't know. I like. Yeah, I don't know. I, I fucking hate this trap. Like, it's it's so repulsive. Like, and just too much. It is. It's 100%. You're right. Uh, then there's the rack. I mean, it's just, there's nothing to it, really. It's like, here's the thing. Like, he's supposed to save this dude, right? Like, that's the mm-hmm. whole point is for him to have his come to Jesus moment. So the key is in an almost impossible place for him to get it without injuring himself. The guy is being like dismembered as like whatever Jeff is like vexing and waxing and waning on what he's going to do. He's going to lose like all of his blood anyway, because his arm's going to be fucking ripped off. It's like, there's no, it's a dumb trap because there's no way of like winning it basically. Right. Or of saving, saving, um, what's his name? The guy that murdered his son. I can't remember the character's name. Timothy young, Timothy young. Yeah. There you go. And you gotta listen to him scream for fucking the entire time while you're watching Jeff. Like make his faces and like, Did did Jeff just go, hey, oh, hey? He did something like that, but he did it in a sad way. Right. Um, 
the guy that plays uh Timothy Young, I saw him in like the design behind the scenes stuff and like that dude looked nervous as shit, like when they were like showing him like how it works and stuff like that. And like they were like, But no, these are gonna be prosthetics. He's like, Oh, okay. oh gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> like that guy was was not not into that trap. Um uh and then you've already talked about Jeff's final test and then Amanda's test is the other only other trap in this game. Um I think these traps are overall are pretty weak in this movie. Yeah. Um um, well, because Boseman has no idea how to write character or into it how a human being would behave or think. So, right, right, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Yeah. So, where do you think it goes from here? I mean, we got Jigsaw. Amanda's dead. Jigsaw's dead. Like you know, like Jeff's fucking dead. Like fucking isn't isn't it that it is still Jigsaw alive or something? Or somebody, I don't know. If I, so I know nothing about Saws 4 through blah, blah, blah. Right. right? I, if I'm writing Saw 4, there's, Jigsaw has been a meticulous documenter of, like, everything that he's done. And there's this, like, cult that's risen up that's, feels like it's like carrying on his mission but in reality they're just murderers kind of and there's some i don't know whatever like detective that's working to like bring them down i don't know it, 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 it sounds terrible even as i say it i have no idea um yeah um, I don't know. I, I I know just enough, like of like how this shit plays out, because I've been doing so much research on like the Saw universe. But um, yeah. So I want to tell you what um what Darren Lynn has to say about coming back for Saw Four, because after he finished Saw Three, he was done. Like he he thought he had like succeeded and fulfilled his mission to end the Jigsaw um you know like story here. Um, and he's asked about like, you know, like sequels like are pretty, like ends up being pretty shitty, like a lot of times. And like, this is like, you know, the, the second time you've come back now for Saw 4. He says, first off, if you look at a lot of movies that went from one to two, whether it be Texas Chainsaw, The Grudge, whatever it is, most times the sequels drop off. Saw 2 we raised. Um, <laughs> so I think we were able to show right away that there's something different here with the Saw films. Then with Saw 3, we did it again. So if I was coming back and Hostile 2 had done what it had done in all these films like 28 weeks later, I think I would be a lot more nervous doing Saw 2 if it was coming out right now. But I think we've proven ourselves. Does that mean that Saw 5 and 6 aren't going to feel it? No. But I think Saw 4, right now, we've not duped the audience. It's when we dupe the audience, as the other films have, that we have to worry. But some way, we found a loophole to sequels dropping off. So I'm not concerned about it right now. Um, oh my god, well that's that's exciting. I, right. I can't wait to not be duped. <laughs> right. I, um, he says, I think a couple of things make Saw continue to work. 
first off, we've proven ourselves right away on two. Two came back and it helped us with three. But there's a lot of things people can relate to in the Saw films. And I hate to call them gimmicks. But there's a lot of things people come to expect. The twists, the traps, the puppet, the jigsaw soliloquy. Uh, there, These are all things um, that, love it or hate it, you know you're going to get when you go into a Saw film. I think that's built a huge fan base for us. Also, love it or hate it, there are themes in the Saw films that a lot of horror movies just don't have. There are messages. In Saw 3, it was about vengeance versus forgiveness. It's not just about gore for the sake of gore. There is a message there, and I think that really helped us. Also, I think a lot of people were really looking down on us when we released Saw 2 a year after Saw 1. How can they do that? There's no way this is humanly possible. They're just churning it out. But it worked. And the same thing with 3. We did it a year to the date, and it worked. So I don't think we duped the audience yet. We haven't jumped the shark yet. A lot of horror movies jump the shark on the second or third one. I think we've been able to maintain credibility. Did I think about not coming back after Saw 3 and 4? Uh, no, I saw Saw 3 would have been the end for me, and definitely 3 was the end of that story. But there is always, but there has always envisioned to be separate stories going on in Saw. With this, I just happened to take part in the beginning of the next story. So, next week we will come back and find out um, the both beginning you, of the both next you and I what the next story is. Because um, I have not is watched really these either. Or, sure, like a month from now. You literally just gave me like anxiety <laughs> i mean i got acid reflux when you said that like i almost threw up i'm sorry um <clears throat> i will probably start watching them next week um is probably what it is what are we doing saw four and five next week or is four five and six um we'll, we'll be doing yeah what no i mean we're releasing them like you know month at a time so uh it'll be a while before we do saw four and five um but that's all that's what i'm saying though that's it's all k-faved the next yeah, that's, oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Five. okay four, four and five yeah four and five four and five and then we'll do five and six and then i can't even remember what they're called something in spiral like um i can't remember what eight is at this point but jigsaw it is it's jigsaw and what's oh, the, jigsaw what would... is the one that's free on prime i should watch that tonight so you can watch it again like in fucking two minutes um yeah um all right there's so, a saw five unrated and a saw five rated mm. and there's saw six there's saw four so what's saw the final chapter is that saw, saw that's saw seven yes oh i just saw a scene from this i've seen part of this movie you've seen part of seven yeah mm. okay oh my god it's got a guy with the thing on his head oh what's gonna happen describe the thing on his head it looks exactly the same thing like Shawnee Smith's thing, but like slightly mm, different. So gotcha. It's not the same thing. Uh, these movies. Um, did you hear, speaking of, since he mentioned 28 weeks later, did you hear about 28 years later? Yeah, I heard about it. Okay. Kelly Murphy is producing. Um, well, he can't be acting. Can you fucking dead? Yes, that is true. 
all right well thanks for listening everybody if you're a fan of saul um i'm gonna do some research frank i'm gonna try to get some opinions for you like as we go through on like what the appeal of saul is um but if you're a fan of saul i'm sorry like uh i i either have to imagine that it gets better from here for us or it gets way worse and i can't predict what it is I don't know if I said this on the podcast, but I mean, I kind of get it because I think that I think the next generation just doesn't care so much about the final product as long as the effort and intent is there. And I think that they just like like that shit. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Bossman is entirely wrong in the one point that he makes that people know what they're getting with him. Like... I mean, it's the same reason why somebody watches a largely like a Friday the Thirteenth or something like that, right? Like you, you know what you're going to get. Um, the difference being that Friday the Thirteenth is n- in no way attempting to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not trying to like wax philosophical about the nature of like death and right. right immortal fucking man baby killers you know like it's just it's it's meant to tell it it's like a series of set pieces and if saw was a series of set are you pieces, are you saying there are no messages in in friday the, yeah, the traps aren't the traps aren't emotional right the traps are jason killing you in like six to eight different mm-hmm. ways depending on what movie it is sure yes i don't um, know like, if, if if saw would have just been that Right? Like, don't give Jigsaw some kind of, like, moral gray center. He's just a murderer. Even if he thinks he has the moral gray center, you don't film it in a way that, like, gives the audience a chance to even question that this is the bad guy. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they don't. Like, they... I don't know. So, next week, I, uh, at the very beginning... Or sorry, I keep saying next week, and I'm probably upsetting you um but um next episode um uh for the saw series um i'm going to start off continuing that uh interview with bossman uh to uh uh move into saw four um so i'll save the rest of that interview for our next saw episode um but uh thank you for listening everybody have a good week. Uh, we'll be back next month with more Saul. And in the meantime, we will be back uh, with an episode with friend of the podcast, Mike Bledsoe. Deuces.